Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Well, welcome everybody to the Must Read Alaska show. This is a double show. So folks that I watched at uh, nine o'clock with Mayor Dial, um, you're in for a double treat. I'm your host, John Quick, coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. I am in the great metropolis of Hope, Alaska, one of the most cutest little towns in Alaska. It is such a cool place. If you, ha- if you and your family haven't been to Hope, Alaska, I would encourage you to literally get in your van or truck or car the, the next time you have a free weekend and drive on over to Hope. It's right on the water. It's an old gold mining town. There's lots of, um, there's a couple little things you can do. You can pan for gold. You can go through the gold mining museum. There's a really cool uh, place right on the beach. You can kind of sit and chill by a river in a public park setting. There's a couple really great restaurants. Uh, the Dirty Skillet is one of my favorite restaurants in Alaska. So um, Hope is one of my family's favorites. We come here a couple times every summer and a couple times in the fall. And uh, But I've got a treat for you today in our doubleheader. We have Representative Ron Gillum, and uh, he represents Kenai Soldatna. And he's in his first term. And, you know, we just had some, you know, some bit of a some news for Kenai Soldatna, which tends to be a little bit more low key. We had a, a drag queen show that had... Uh, kids in the audience in a public park setting with a with the kids park behind it and so we're going to be talking a little bit about that in the middle of our show but first I want to welcome our guest Ron representative Ron Gillum to the show welcome Ron hey thanks for having me on but you say you're in hope um just, oh yeah so years ago we used to go do bear baiting over there and there was a restaurant of course it was in the spring and there was only one restaurant that was open they had the best teriyaki mushroom burger i have ever eaten and uh, <laughs> <That's nice. laughs> to, we'd go over there a couple times just to have that hamburger and uh, i could never catch them open again i'm so i'm not sure if they're still there or not but that that's that was a treat i'll tell you that was like i said that was the best mushroom teriyaki burger i have ever eaten well, the uh, Dirty Skillet restaurant here in Hope, is, they're like farm to table, and it's worth just to drive out to eat at that restaurant. They make one of my favorite desserts ever. They make homemade charcoal ice cream, which sounds really strange, but it's an awesome, unique treat to have. So welcome to the show, Ron. Um, my first question to you is this. How did you first get involved in politics? Um, I know that um, you... Uh, you know, you and I knew each other a little bit before you got elected. And, and one of the things I appreciate about you and your current term is you've been the guy that says I'm not a politician, which is, um, is kind of unique. I think a lot of folks pride themselves, like we were talking about before we jumped on the show, to be politically correct at all at every single turn and be perfect in every single kind of PR or press release that gets put out. And you've kind of been proud in the fact that you're just a normal everyday Alaskan. So tell me a little bit about how you first got involved in the politics in, in the first place. Well, it's kind of ironic that uh, 
you know, say I'm not a politician because I'm not. I, I'm who I am. And um, but basically it started. Um, I was on a slope and driving a truck one morning and listening to Michael Dukes. And he had uh, one of our senators on and they were talking about taking the dividend. And at that time, you know, that was early on in, in uh, when they were taking the dividend. And so I pulled over and I called him and talked to him. And the last thing he told me was, hey, what do you have to lose? So and I had never been involved in politics except for voting. I, I vote every every time there's an election. I vote. But uh, but I had never been personally involved in it. And when he said, what do you have to lose? I thought, well, you know, OK, somebody has to do it. So I got a hold of my family and told them um, threw my hat in the ring. And um, and here I am. Um, you know, it was it was a, a shock. I mean, I ran against Peter Michicki the first time I ran for the Senate. And on election night, I actually beat him, which was uh, really a shock because at that time he was the most powerful senator in the state. And uh, I'm sure it was a shock to him, too. But uh, but then when the. Uh, the previous representative voted for himself and basically gave the house over to the democratic side um my phone started ringing and they said you have to run against this guy and i thought i was done i really didn't want to do it but um my faith is pretty strong and i started getting that push and uh, i couldn't stop it uh, i didn't want didn't want to run but i couldn't stop it so I went ahead and, and uh, registered, and unfortunately, it was a, you know it was a bad thing that uh, you know, Representative Knopp was killed in a plane crash. But yep. uh, but you know I uh, I've enjoyed being in Juno. Um, the people I work with are some of the best people that I have ever worked with in my life. They are straightforward, and uh, but. You know, like I said, that, that's kind of the way I got into it was with a phone call to Michael Dukes. And I nice. would tell anybody that if they're interested, like me, you don't have to be a politician. You can be a truck driver, a teacher, whatever. If you're interested, you know, put your name in that and do something. School board is very important. Um, city council, borough, but anything. But, yeah, if you're interested, do it. You know, like I was told, what do you have to lose? So what are a couple of things that um, that you love about the district that you represent, Kena and Soldatna? Um, what gets your kind of heart beating in the morning and excited to get up and do the job? That's pretty simple. Um, years ago, my son and I were driving through town and I waved at everybody. And uh, we was going through town and I'm waving. And my son looked at me and he said, is there anybody in town that you don't know? And I said, not yet. So it's just the community. It's the people in this community. Uh, you know, they're they're a tight knit people. Um, even the ones who only come up for the summer, you know, they're they're wonderful, good people. So that's basically it. The businesses in town. I can go into Trustworthy. I can go into River and Sea. I can go into Safeway. Uh, any of the stores, and people know who I am, and I know who they are. So it's uh, very very close-knit community and that's what i like about it 
I like that. That's what uh, I live out in Nikiski, and that's one of the things I like about Nikiski is it's a small town that's got you know very spread out, but um, it's a very tight knit community where folks have each other's back, and you know there's crime in there just like there is in any other town, but there's more positive than than uh, negatives. And uh, I, I love living in Nikiski. It sounds like you really like living in the Kenai Soldatna area. I've been here almost 40 years and this is probably where I'll be, be buried. Nice. Don't, don't plan on going anywhere else. So you've been there two years elected in this, in the house of representatives for the state of Alaska uh, or in the house for the state of Alaska. Um, what are some of your, a couple of your accomplishments that you're proud of? Um, I know it's tough to, a lot of the times folks, you know, we get a lot of messages on must read Alaska. Why haven't the, Republicans done more, why, you know, and I think a lot of people don't realize and even maybe forget that the House, the Republicans were in the minority this year, and they basically makes it so you can't really get much stuff done that you'd like to get done uh, uh, if you had the majority. So what are a couple things, even, you know, knowing that, that you were excited about that you got accomplished this last couple of years? Well, one of the things, even though we were a minority, there was enough of us that stuck together that there was some bad legislation that came across the floor and we were able to stop it. Um, there was income tax bills, there was uh, gun, regist uh, gun registration bills or gun restriction bills, but some of the bills or some of the uh, votes that were taken needed 27 and we didn't give it to them. So, you know, there's, there's, honestly, there's 14 of us that really, really stick together. Um, now, I guess we're going to find out here in the next day or two, because the vetoes are supposed to be coming out from the governor, and we're going to find out how strong we actually are and see if any of the vetoes get overturned. But, um, but even though we're in a minority, and we were still able to, I said, stop a lot of the bad legislation. And then we were able, also able to help some of the good legislation get through. Yeah. Um, there was a uh, telehealth bill that I actually co-sponsored with um, a Democrat, you know, um, representatives, uh, Ivy Sponholz, and the raw milk bill where you could sell raw milk products. And I signed on to that bill as well. So, but there were some, some good bills that came off the other side. And, uh, you know, I've got quite a few bills that were introduced, but being in a minority, they didn't get read. So we go back next year, we'll be in a majority and we will get to hear them bills. So uh, this last week, I don't know the exact date, but I know it was this last week-ish. Um, there was a uh, uh, an event at Soldotna Creek Park that the city of Soldotna approved, whether they that's not the right language that they don't like or whatever. It's still the case that somebody, uh, you know, filed to have an event at Salatna Creek Park. The nobody's having an event at the Salatna um, Creek Park without the um, the city of Salatna approving it. And so this event was approved to have in the middle of the day. Children were present. There's literally a kids park right behind it. Middle of the day. It was not at the Wednesday market. It was a it was a different day, but regardless, kids were there, and there was a drag queen show. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Representative 
Um, is that something that's appropriate that should happen at the Sodotna Creek Park in your mind every other week? Or is that something that should be kept, you know, at an adult only kind of club? What happened in the park was to me unacceptable. Um, it was okayed by the city council. And as you know, uh, the city manager said, well, it wasn't illegal and got to doing some checking. And actually, I think it was. If you go to uh, the Alaska statutes, Title 11, 1161-128, it's a distribution of indecent material to minors. One of the sections in there um, says that the material depicts actual or simulated conduct in a way that is patently offensive to the prevailing standards in the adult community as a whole with respect to what's suitable for persons under 16 years of age, except as provided in E of this section, distribution of indecent material to minors is a class C felony. So even though she said that she thought it, was, it wasn't illegal, I believe it was. And I think if a, somebody got a good attorney that the state or the city of Soldotna would be in a world of hurt. But if good time Charlie's is legal, it's outside uh, Soldotna, but it's inside in a closed up building. So if they want to do that, that's up to them. People want to take their 18 year old kids and go to see that. That's up to them. But I have a seven, eight and a 10 year old and a 14 year old grandchildren. It is not appropriate for them. And my son is always taking his kids to watch the shows at the park. They're family friendly events. This was not family friendly. So I spoke to my son and he said, things could have gotten really bad if uh, he had been there. My son is a recon Marine. Not yeah. saying he's violent, but you know that, that, is, that was unacceptable. Um, if the city thinks that's fine, then they need to look at their, uh, the way they view what they say is okay and maybe do some changes on it. Maybe they need to vet these people a little bit more if they're going to do this put it in an indoor venue, not out in a family-friendly event, because that, to me, was unacceptable. Yeah, and they have, you know, they have parameters for things that are, that are uh, just for adults. You know, for example, they have, when they have a beer garden, they, they rope it off and they make you have a bracelet and show a ticket, and they're not just handing beers out to seven-year-old kids. There's a process for an adult to get into the adult section of that event. And I think there should be a process for folks that want to hold adult style events and some sort of a vetting process to say, is, is this appropriate or not? And I would argue that it would be just as inappropriate if <laughs> there was a, a strip club in the middle of the day at Sodotna Creek Park uh, and ladies stripping on the, uh, you know, right then, right then and there. I would hold up red flags right then and there the same way I would hold red flags up if uh, there was a drag queen show in the middle of the day. It's just not appropriate in front of kids. And I think that the left just doesn't understand this. They don't understand why we can't just accept that as being normal. And that is the line in the sand that I will never go over. I don't care if you have your drag queen events and you are the best drag queen in the world and you do it with other adults and you guys have the best time in the world and you make money and you're the richest, most best drag queen in your own adult setting. 
I love it. Do it all day long. The second you do it in front of kids is wildly inappropriate. It is a sexual thing. Um, and it has sexual connotations and it will never be okay to do. And I don't think the left does not understand this. And this is one of the things that they're going to go, they're going to get annihilated in the next election cycle because they're standing for things that the average American people do not stand for. There's $5, $6 gas. There's $7 gallon of milk. There's drag queen shows and <laughs> at libraries. These are things that the average American is saying, we've, <laughs> we've tried the left's way and we don't really like it. And I think there's going to be a huge sweep and they just got to get some common sense back into their agenda. And, and uh, I don't think it's ever going to happen, unfortunately. But um, what, what is, what's your uh, take, Ron, on somebody, how somebody could positively, um, respectfully make a difference um, about this event? You know, you're a parent in Kenai or Sodatna, and maybe you're at the event or maybe you heard about the event. What could somebody do to make their voice be heard about their opposition about this? Um, my suggestion would be call a city council, call, uh, the city offices, and um, call a city manager, call the uh, assembly members. Do you know, make that phone call and tell them that uh, you, you are you are against it. This is unacceptable, and do whatever you have to do so that it doesn't happen again. But the people's voice is what counts. They are the ones that are in control, and they seem to have lost that idea that, oh, well, it really doesn't matter what I say. And that is so wrong. One person's voice is loud. So people should make that phone call, call the city offices and say, hey, this was unacceptable. Do whatever you have to do to not do this again. And during the next election, send them packing. Yeah. New people in there. Do you think that and, the city manager owes the people of Soldatna an apology? Yes, I do. I personally, I think she should be fired, and the city council can do that. She is hired and fired by the city council, and and like I said, what uh, this statute could cost the city a lot of money. But it's it's just amazing that it got through the council to to get to this stage because there are some conservative people on that council and how did they let it get through? Did they not get told about it? Um, that's kind of crossed my mind a few times. Dave Carey, he is a strong Christian person, but how did it get past him? Did he not get told about it, what it was? And I don't, that yeah, part I, think I don't that understand. My assumption is this, and I could be wrong. I, when I assume I know that I'm probably wrong, at least over 50% <laughs> of the time. But I think that what happens is they set the parameters as a council for what it looks like to rent the park. They set the fee structures. Um, they have the ability to probably change that once a year during the budget cycle. And then they leave it up to the city manager to manage it. And so my guess is they just, some of them probably weren't aware. The ones that were aware probably didn't want to tell the folks that were conservative, but essentially the, ma the majority of this responsibility lies flat with the city manager. And I've seen a response from the city manager. We've, get, we've been forwarded a couple of responses from folks that have written in and it is 
put your nose up. Uh, you know, I, I know better. Uh, I'm smarter. We're smarter. You don't know what you're talking about. It's very, very uh, uh, kind of like a response you'd get from some politician in like San Francisco who thinks they're better than you. And uh, I, if I, my advice to them would be just apologize. Take a slice of humble pie. Y'all messed up. Y'all basically had a strip club in the middle of the day when kids were present. And you just need to bone, you need to just man up and apologize to the folks of Soldaten and Kenai. It doesn't um, it doesn't bode well for you, any of you long term to not just man up and apologize. You need to admit when you've done something that's crossed the line. And this crossed the line, there's kids in the audience watching a strip show, essentially. And that's not a, not OK in any setting. And uh, I don't think we'll get any of that, Ron, but my, I still can hope for it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think an apology would go a long ways. But what's done is done. We just make sure it doesn't happen again. And there's this sense of not offending anybody that has stepped in the way of morality. And you know what? That that can't keep happening. Um, Edmund Burke made the quote, um, the only thing necessary for triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. And if you're offended, think you're going to offend somebody, that's what happens. You don't do anything. And yep. another quote is silence is consent. It's time to speak up. You know, our country is in a, in a it's in a turning point and we are either going to have to take it back or we're going to lose it. So, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. People are either going to stand up for kids who are having a strip show in front of them or they're not. There's two, there's two sides. You're, you're either on the side of uh, having a full-on strip show in front of adolescent children or you're on the side of that's not appropriate. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you this. If, uh, you know, like I said, I mentioned Good Time Charlie's, which is a strip club. What if he filled out the permit, brought his strippers down there, and they wore the tassels and a G-string? Would that be okay? Well, apparently to the, to the city of Soldatna, that's, you know, all hands yeah. on deck. You know, they could have that event. And I'm surprised that Good Time Charlie's hasn't filled out the permit for the next seven weekends because, you know, <laughs> I think it's $5 for the permit. It's probably cheaper to dance on the stage at the city of Soldatna Park than it is to uh, have a full-time business. So he might be rethinking his business plan. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't give me any ideas. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, uh, but yeah, Ron, to me, that was unacceptable. Anything else where we uh, we uh, went to a half an hour pretty quickly here. I want to give you the stage before we sign off. I'd talk about anything else you'd like to talk about that we missed out on. And uh, the stage is yours. Um, you know, I between now and the primary, I've been pretty quiet uh, and, until this came up. I kind of got a little out on this, but, you know, I'm I'm accessible. And uh, if anybody wants to talk to me, um, except for tomorrow, I have to go to Anchorage for a, uh, an, a resource development committee um, meeting. But uh, I'll be at the, at the Wednesday market. And if anybody wants to talk to me, come and see me. I have a um, Facebook page. I have actually three different ones. Um, as long as Facebook doesn't shut them down, they've shut down two of them. But, uh, you know, 
I am open to talk to anybody about anything. And uh, I just wish it, I just wish more people would would reach out and talk to me because it so seems like it's uh, the same ones. If somebody's a constituent in your area, how does somebody get a hold of you? What's your office kind of generic phone number? Do you got an email you could share here? Um, my work phone is 907-252-3878, or they can send uh, an email to Ronald underscore Gillum at yahoo.com. Nice. And uh, I mean, I'll even come downtown and meet with you. You know, I just, I, I like to let people understand what's going on. And like I said, I'm not a politician and I'm not afraid to tell them the truth. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here on the Must Read Alaska show. And thanks, everybody, for tuning into the doubleheader. Uh, I'm John Quick coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. And tomorrow we have the mayor of the Matsu Borough on the Must Read Alaska show, which is going to be very exciting. She is a uh, force to be reckoned with. And uh, I'm told one of the nicest ladies in the world. And so I'm very excited to have her on the show. So until tomorrow, signing off from somewhere in Alaska, I'm John Quick, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you to everybody who reads, supports, watches, and listens Must Read Alaska. Thank you, Ron, for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, John.